The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy Podcast. I am so happy to be with you today, especially because my guest is a fellow podcaster and healing professional. Today, we are with Megan Scherer. She's an expert in all things healing and has certifications in somatic healing, hypnotherapy, life coaching, energy healing, yoga and meditation, as well as mindfulness-based therapy. Megan hosts the Well Then podcast, where I was a guest recently, and I'm going to bring you into the stream, Megan, as we begin to dive into your processes. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's great to see you again. It's great to see you too. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day up here in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, that's excellent. It's a little rainy and overcast down here in New Orleans, but oh, clear. Oh, weather. <laughs> Yeah, I know we traded weather for sure. I wondered if you would start by talking to us about being a holistic therapist and how you got your start. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, for some people, the, the first question is, what is holistic therapy? Most of us are familiar with um, traditional talk therapy. And I have had a lot of experience myself early on in life um, being on, on the patient side of traditional talk therapy and received a lot of benefit from it. Uh, and then I went through a pretty challenging chapter of life in my early 20s, a lot of kind of back-to-back -back trauma, one, one after okay. the other. And as I was navigating that period of life, feeling really lost, really confused about all the experiences I was having and where to go next, I kind of felt like talk therapy alone wasn't cutting it anymore. Yeah. And started to explore alternative healing modalities and met really incredible practitioners along the way, like energy healers and Reiki masters and um, all kinds of somatic healers and practitioners that that offered different tools and modalities than just traditional psychotherapy. And at the same time in my own um, career path and practice, I had been primarily supporting women in um, the sort of work and recovery of post-eating disorder recovery, navigating okay. how to integrate back into the quote unquote, the normal world, how to have a more normal relationship with food again after going through treatment and, and recovery. And what does that look like? How do I build a healthy relationship with my body again? Yeah. So through that work that I was um, observing in the clients I was working with at the time, and then this kind of dark night of the soul of my own that I was going through, I saw that a big component um, of a theme that a lot of the women I was working with 
and myself included, were struggling with was unaddressed relational trauma okay. and wounds around, around the heart, around attachment, around relationship um, from childhood and, and later on in life as well. And that's really what piqued my interest to see like, okay, there's something here and I really want to learn the, the tools and resources that can support people in clearing some of these patterns and old stuck emotions and beliefs that have you feel kind of separate from the experience of healthy love or, or healthy yeah. love within yourself. So that's really what set me on the path. And ever since then, I, I'm kind of a lifelong learner. Like I love collecting new information and, and modalities and tools that I can use. So along the way, I've continued to expand what my offering looks like, but that's really where it began. It strikes me that you were exposed to things like Reiki and energy healing in your 20s. Were you in the Pacific Northwest then as well? No. So I was living in Los Angeles at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know that more, makes right? more sense. <laughs> yeah. I I was fortunate to be sort of part of a community down there. I think it was also just my life path, right? All these synchronicities and people yeah. started growing up of, of tools and, and modalities that I think I was meant to learn. And I'm, I'm grateful that I learned them at a young age. But Absolutely. yeah, I think it was also living in California was part of it. Okay. I think that's really beautiful because I didn't encounter Reiki healing or energy healing until I went out to Los Angeles from New Orleans nine years ago. And <laughs> in my 20s is when I started therapy here in New Orleans with a a therapist, a social worker, and we did talk therapy and some somatic therapy, some breathing, uh, holotropic breathing. So she yeah. was kind of cutting edge, I yeah. think, for being in the South. And I, I feel fortunate that I found that so young. And that's how I knew I wanted to be a therapist. It sounds like much like you, this healing yeah. you to want to do this with others. Yeah, I think once you get that taste of, you know, having been in pain and struggling with somebody and then having someone share a tool with you that really shifts that experience and and, and helps you heal, I think for me at least, and probably for you as well, there's that natural inclination to be like, I want to share this. I want other yes. people to feel good too. Absolutely, yes. So Megan, in your work, I want to unpack this with you particularly because you talk about self-love and becoming your own best friend. I think that we hear this a lot in different ways and it doesn't sound like the most fun, to be honest, like be your own best friend and take yourself on dates and, and things that I've, I've learned to do and enjoy. But I wonder how you approach this with women to make this feel more exciting and fun and not lonely as if, as if this is going to be something that, uh, that doesn't feel good. Does that make sense to you? It, it really does because, you know, I'll speak first from my personal experience. I, I think, especially in my 20s, early to mid 20s, I'd heard terms like self-love and, you know, was familiar with the concept that maybe it's a good idea to love yourself, but I didn't really understand what that meant. Mm -hmm. I thought it really just meant like love the way you look, like learn to love what your body looks like. And then yeah. it stops there. I didn't have a concept of having a deep relationship with myself like I would build a relationship with another person and mm -hmm. I spent a lot a long time kind of oscillating in and out of codependent relationship patterns and really looking outside of myself for my sense of self-worth and validation mm -hmm. so when I <laughs> you know, spent long enough in that pattern sort of banging my head against the wall wondering why my relationships weren't working when I 
was participating in patterns like that and choosing emotionally unavailable people, it occurred to me, oh, you know what? I've never actually taken the time to just explore and embrace and enjoy what it might be like to just be with me. I was okay spending time by myself. Like I could go to coffee shops. I even done like solo travel at that point and was totally fine with that. But yeah. the idea of like actively not dating and just focusing on myself and, you know, having community as well, not being completely alone and in solitude, right. but really leaning into my sense of solitude and what I could discover there, that really changed my life in a way that I didn't know I needed beforehand. And having that perspective shift of, wow, my life can feel really, really full and rich. And like, I have access to all the feelings and experiences that I want to have with or without a partner and mm -hmm. with or without, like whether or not I'm in a season of great friendships or not, whether or not there are people around me because I've moved a lot and I haven't always okay. lived in places where I've had friends. So being able to sit with myself and know that I can have a great time being yeah at home on the couch or out exploring the world with myself, whether someone's there or not, kind of opened opened life up for me. Like I felt like I got the keys to the castle in, in a way Yes, I didn't know I was missing. So that's really what I try to encourage for people is like starting small, starting with what feels like an edge. And for some people that might be going to a coffee shop and sitting by yourself for an hour without scrolling on your phone, mm. like maybe bring a book or a journal, yes. maybe just people watch and, and you know, examine the world around you and see how it makes you feel, be in more, more in your body and feel your senses. Like what does your coffee smell like? And the warmth of, of the cup, when you hold it, this, the music that they're playing in the cafe, starting with like just being more present in your life experience, I've found really helps you to dial up the amount of joy that you're able to experience on a day-to-day -day basis. So the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. That's what it is for me when I say work on becoming your own best friend. It's like, how can you build this relationship with life around you and with yourself mm -hmm. that gives you access to what it is you want to experience, whether or not there's someone there to experience it with you? And have you found that as you do that, it opens new possibilities that you meet people, relationships form, that you're really connected to others? It's it's like you don't feel alone. You feel really connected in that place. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I think I had fear initially that I would feel really alone and, and lonely. And the truth was that that more of those connections and synchronicities and like what I just call magic started flowing into my life with so much more yeah. ease. And it's really cool when you're not trying to force one specific person, like that one person who you have a crush on or that one friend that you wish would show up for you more when you're not trying to get them to be like your person when they're clearly yes. not putting in the effort to be it creates so much more space for other people to show up in your life. And I've continued to learn that lesson. And it's hard to let go of old relationships and friendships that aren't really a good match anymore. But every time I do, more love and more people show up and I feel more connected and cool opportunities come left and right. And it, I just always end up like in awe of how 
how, how beautiful those kind of synchronicities are, how beautiful life really is when you yes. let it. Yes. And I'm thinking too, in, in your work, you talk about helping women develop self-care practices. I wondered what some of your practices look like daily, monthly, yearly, how you approach that in your own life. Yes. I love this question. Thank you. It, I love that you gave kind of different parameters because it can be a seasonal thing. I'm definitely, I used to be an all or nothing person and thought like, I need to have this 10 step morning routine every day to start my day on the right note. Yes. And it felt like more pressure and more stress and overwhelm and didn't feel like self-care <laughs> or self-love. So I'm definitely an advocate for having a toolbox that you can pull from in different seasons of your life when you might need different tools. I definitely have some like staples or standards that are kind of always a part of my practice. Um, yoga is definitely a big, big one. Yoga and breath work um, and really being intentional about being in, more in my body in that way slow, gentle movement and intentional breathing patterns help me get back to what I'm feeling, get, get me grounded if I've been too in my head. So those are definitely part of my physical self-care practices mm -hmm. as well as um, cooking. I love cooking. So nourishing my too. body. Yes. Right? So I yes. put on my favorite music and kind of dance around the kitchen while I Yes. Cook. That's self-care. That. So those for me are like kind of the fun elements of self-care and, you know, staying active, going for walks in nature is a big part of it for me. But part of self-care is also being willing to sit with the heavy stuff when, you know, you're in a challenging moment or chapter, or when things are coming up for me that are not the most fun to deal with. Self-care is also being the sort of nurturing inner voice and loving parent for myself that can sit down and process and understand what it is that I'm feeling, whether that's through a journaling session or meditation or just really being mindful of my self-talk. So mm -hmm. I like to make it clear that that self-care self isn't always the glamorous stuff. It can be really fun and juicy and expansive. And sometimes it's the, the not so glamorous practices as well. Sometimes it's doing the nuts and bolts of your life, paying bills, preparing yeah. your taxes, and maybe not going to dinner tonight to start that process so you finish it more quickly and then you're available to do those fun things. Is that some of what you mean as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like I kind of think about, you know, the excitement of when you're dating someone new and you really want to get to know them. You're like, yes. this is so much fun. I want to stay up all night talking to you. Yes. The reality is I know I feel really crappy when I don't get eight hours of sleep. So right. even though I'm loving this interaction, I'm going to go to bed right now so that I feel good tomorrow because that's self-care for me too. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you as well that there's different seasons of self-care. In the winter, it looks different for me than the summer based on what I can do outside versus inside. So I like that you encourage women to have an array of practices and things because then it's like you'll never run out of things that soothe you. And I have a few core what, like taking a hot bath just about every night mm -hmm. with some mm -hmm. good smelling uh, Epsom salt, eucalyptus, body wash. I love to end my day like that. And mm -hmm. for me, I think it signals even to my body, like you can relax and that scent, you can let go of the day. That's been a new habit that I've started in the last couple months, just every night before bed. And I found it to really help me transition from my brain into my body more. 
Mm, I love that. Yeah, baths are so soothing. Yes. So Megan, when we come back, I want you to talk about your love alignment method because I have not heard about that. And I'll be back with you after sharing Magic Mind. Beautiful. Y'all, you know that my brain is powered by Magic Mind. It's a delicious, herbaceous, two-ounce shot that has so many good things in it, like ashwagandha, echinacea, vitamin C, turmeric, which we hear so much about. It's an anti-inflammatory that's natural, as well as lion's mane mushrooms and cordyceps mushrooms. These are adaptogens. These are nootropics, which mean these are natural ingredients found in nature, good for our brain and for our bodies. And Magic Mind is vegan. It's paleo. It's only 15 calories. I like to mix it in my water and drink it next to my coffee because the matcha in Magic Mind has L-theanine. And L-theanine extends caffeine in, in its productivity way without having to drink more caffeine. I used to be a three cup a day coffee drinker. I have one now and I don't even finish it because Magic Mind helps to kind of elevate and maintain that just elevated, focused positivity that helps me start my day and get through it with more ease. And as my listener, you can take 56% off a monthly subscription or 20% off a single order in the next 10 days to try them out. Simply go to magicmind.co forward slash Lisa, my first name, and use Lisa as the discount code. And thank you, Magic Mind, for helping me out each and every day. Welcome back, Megan. Thank you. Do you do any supplements or things to help you? Oh yeah. Um, Gosh, how much time do you have? I'm definitely a matcha person for sure when we're talking about caffeine. I like coffee as well, but if I have more than one cup, I feel a little crazy. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Um, But I have a set of of supplements I take every day, like magnesium, some some Chinese herbs that I get from my acupuncturist. I used to be on a whole lot more when I was on a a journey of recovering from chronic illness. Um, But at the moment, I'm kind of pared down on just the basics, which feels feels nice. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I want to hear about what your love alignment method is and how you work with people. Absolutely. Yeah. The love alignment method is something that I developed over years of being in practice with with women, women and men, but primarily women in my practice who were coming in feeling really stuck in their dating patterns, their relationship patterns and their love life. And I started to see a lot of kind of core central themes of areas that weren't maybe getting enough attention within their internal landscape. And so we've talked about a couple of them already. I have these kind of seven core pillars in the love alignment method. And and really what it is, is about bringing you back into a place where you can make aligned choices for yourself and the type of partner that you want to choose to, to build a life with, rather than choosing a partner from a place of lack or scarcity or insecurity and not enoughness, rather than choosing a partner from a place of I'm scared to be alone and, you know, Mm. don't want to be by myself. So it's just easier to be in this relationship, even if some part of me knows it's not the right one for me. And instead getting to choose from a place of authentic aligned desire. 
So most people, there's some inner child work to be done, right? There's right. some examples of our initial kind of um, relational and attachment uh, patterns around our parents or primary caregivers from, from growing up and really learning to be in relationship with those younger parts of ourselves that maybe didn't get the love and care and nurturing that we needed. Yeah. And then pieces of it are learning to show up for ourselves in empowered ways with those nurturing and um, self-care type habits. Um, I'm definitely an advocate as well for having sort of a relationship with with yourself and your tools and your inner world that feels fulfilling to you. So for most people, I, I recommend some sort of faith or spiritual exploration. I think that's mm -hmm. an important component of being able to have trust in, in life, trust in the timing of your life and whether or not nice. the right part has shown up yet, trust in your own ability to make healthy aligned choices for you. So all these kind of components come together to help us understand where have I been out of alignment in the way that I've been pursuing and choosing relationships and where can I get back in my own power and realize that I actually have the creative control over my life and be able to orient myself to what feels what feels good and aligned for me and then also be able to do things like timing that are maybe out of my control. I like that. And do you work with people with women individually uh tell like remotely or what does this look like yeah i work with uh, all of my clients remotely um and it's okay. either one-on-one -on -one or in group setting so i run a program that's called awaken love that like takes that. a small group of women through that process of being able to identify our patterns explore those initial core wounds and to be able to create some of these practices around getting in in alignment with healthy love for for us and what that looks like for you as an individual so um both of those are are my kind of main offerings okay and i definitely noted that you are certified in hypnotherapy can you share with us the benefits and kind of draw in bring in the subconscious mind as well because i feel like that they go hand in hand somehow yeah, absolutely. Um, I do in, integrate a lot of subconscious work into the work that I do with my clients, whether it's directly through hypnotherapy sessions or even just through guided visualization sessions. Um, I love talking about hypnotherapy because it's a modality that really cuts through much more quickly and kind of um, bypasses the conscious mind and all of our thoughts that you know, say why it's not going to work or why this problem is so big that we can't get around it. And all of those repetitive, intrusive thoughts that we spend time sitting with on a daily basis, it cuts around those and goes back to why are those thoughts there in, in the first place? What was that original moment, that imprint, that wound where something happened or didn't happen, a need maybe wasn't met, that created this pattern, this coping mechanism, this self-belief that has caused you to armor in your life in a certain way and how can we help your subconscious mind reinterpret that situation because it's probably something that happened as a child when you had a much more limited understanding of the world and when you can bring your your adult mind back in time and create that new experience that new understanding from there you're free to liberate yourself from the old pattern and decide what it is that you now want to experience and I could go on and on about hypnotherapy, but it is a wonderful modality. And I always like to tell people because their first question is normally like, 
is it like stage hypnosis where, you know, there's yes. a watch and you're going to get me to do something silly? No, it's not that it's at not. all. No, you're fully in control. You're just a bit more relaxed. Your conscious mm -hmm. mind is a bit out of the way, but you still have a sense of awareness and you're able to kind of dialogue throughout the session and be more open and suggestible to the type of, of beliefs and feelings that you want to experience. So it's really just about getting yourself into a relaxed, more suggestible state where you can create change a little bit easier rather than fighting upstream against your conscious mind. Instead of using your your brain to think things, it's, it's like being in a relaxed meditative state where you're able to receive and let in the messages that you really want to believe are true for you and your life. Yeah, that's exactly it. And from that place, you can actually feel them. And when we can tap into the emotional experience mm -hmm. of a new possibility, it's able to take root and take hold in a much stronger way than just thinking an affirmation. There's yeah. a reason why most people struggle with affirmations because looking in the mirror and saying, I love myself and I'm so confident when the greater part of them their subconscious mind doesn't believe that feels like they're just you're just lying to yourself. Yeah. But if you're able to get in touch with first why that part of you maybe doesn't believe it and then to give it a new role and a new understanding and to help it access the feeling of this is what it would be like if I were someone who believed in myself. If I were yes. someone who was confident, that's what that might be like and then we can strengthen and practice that muscle from there. Absolutely well said. I'm curious, what would you like to leave us with that we haven't talked about in closing? I would like to reiterate something I said before. I think this is, is worth repeating, and it's something that has been sort of an anchoring mantra all throughout my, my adult life so far, and that really is to trust the timing of your life, to trust that things are always working out for you, and if it doesn't feel like it in the moment, it's because it's not the end yet, right? Like to trust that, that even when it looks like things are going wrong, that they're being rearranged in ways that are better than you can imagine. And re rejection really is redirection. Like you're always going to end up mm -hmm. in a more empowered place. And the more you choose to show up for yourself along the way and choose to really take care of and nurture yourself in these ways that we've been talking about, the easier it will be to believe that. The more yes. true that will be. Yes. How can our listeners and viewers reach out to you if they are touched by this and want to know more and, and get with you? Absolutely. Um, I share a lot on, on Instagram. It's just my full name, Megan Sharer, and I respond to all of my DMs over there. So you can send me a message. Um, you can also check out my website, which is MeganSharer, my full name, .com. Um, And you can send me an email on there if you have questions or curious and want to learn more about this work. Wait, and Megan, your podcast. Well, then, yes, yeah. Talk to us. I, I'm sorry. I like. Okay, just came back. Like podcast. What? It's awesome. I loved being your guest. You have really, really good shows. I listened to several of them and got so much out of it. How long have you been doing your podcast? And how can people find it? Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Sometimes I forget too, even though I, I put out a new episode about every week. But I've been doing it for about four years now. Yeah. And I alternate typically between solo episodes and then deeper dive interviews with guests like you. And I'm so excited for your episode to come out soon. It should be out in the next few weeks. So we'll Thank make sure you. 
listeners will get to hear that. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, you can find it anywhere. Podcasts are streaming, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that good stuff. And it's really just focused on a lot of the themes we've talked about so far is how can we support our mental, emotional, and physical well-being so that we just can have a greater quality of life and feel feel better within ourselves. You have really good episodes having to do with romantic relationships, romantic love, really cultivating ourselves, and you speak so authentically with your guests. So I really, y'all, recommend Well, Then podcast. It will come up to subscribe. I have really enjoyed your show since we've met. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really, really appreciate that. And I love yours as well. I'm so glad that we're getting to do do a little podcast swap here. Thank you. I am too. Thank you so much for your time today, Megan. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Have the best rest of your afternoon. Thank you. You too. I will. Y'all, that concludes our time today with Megan Scherer. Definitely check out Well comma then podcast. It is so good, especially if you're interested in in relational type topics. And I kind of see everything as a relationship. And think about that. The relationship you have with yourself and others, every day in some way we are relating. Even if you spend the day with yourself, you're relating to your thoughts, to the calls and emails that come through and I think the happier we can feel and more centered within ourselves, the better all of that is going to go. All of my love, and I will be with you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy reflecting my two favorite cities and let's keep changing consciousness one conversation at a time